Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. SENZ, we are 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Right, we're going to get to a Choices Flooring poll before we're done this hour. But Mitch, the Sunday Super Weekend of Sport, the Super Sunday concluded yesterday with some UFC, some NRL. Uh, We had lots and lots of golf to get through. And we also had the Breakers and Sydney Kings, where the Breakers got to play in front of a home crowd that was probably one of the more dynamic venues in sport. Spark Arena's packed out with 9,000 people, although the start of the game probably didn't match the intensity from the crowd. Former Breaker, a multiple NBL champion with the Breakers, Alex Pledger has joined us a couple of times throughout the year, and we're lucky to have him back this morning. Alex, thanks so much for joining us, mate. How did you enjoy that? Uh, return game in Auckland and, and what looked like the atmosphere was absolutely popping at Spark. Yeah, just uh, watching it on TV, it looked like there was a, a lot of energy in the crowd. Um, you know, they were loud, they were up and about. Um, yeah, it would have been a great environment to be in. You know, the the fourth quarter, oh, sorry, the first quarter from, as you mentioned, the first quarter from both teams perhaps didn't quite match what we saw from the mm. crowd. But um, but yeah, it looked like uh, you know, especially after the last couple of years, you know, having a, a crowd like that in Spark Arena, um, yeah, it would have been a you know a great uh, atmosphere to be in. It's quite a um, quite an interesting start to the series, right? Both teams losing on the road uh, first up. Um, what did you make of of the Sydney Kings? What was the difference between them in the first game and the second game on the road? Um, yeah, they they made a lot of. You know, obviously, William McDowell-White really, really punished them um, in game one, um, not only with his scoring, but um, with his passing and getting getting teammates involved. He had uh, 19 points and nine assists, if I remember correctly. So um, I don't know how many of those assists were three-pointers or not, but, you know, he he himself generated between you know, somewhere between 40 and 50 points just by himself in game one. Um, you know, Sydney made a lot of adjustments in the in the second game to try and limit his impact, keep him out of the paint as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the major differences between game one and game two. Obviously, when you lose your um, two best players, you know, I think Walton was out of the game pretty early and Xavier Cooks didn't play in the second half. Mm. Um, you know, they, a lot of their role players, um, you know, really came to the party last night. Yep. Uh, Kuat Noi, 
um, Angus Glover, um, Jordan Hunter. Might, he didn't have a massive scoring game, but I thought um, his impact on the game overall was pretty massive. And I, and Justin Simon, um, I think he's been their best player in the grand final so far. Just the energy he brought to the game in the second half, um, you know, was was pretty incredible. And um, yeah, you mentioned the, you know, both teams, you know, won on the road in game one and game two. Uh, that's the way it's been between these two teams the whole season. You know, the yeah. the two playoff games and all the matchups in the regular season, uh, nobody's won at home yet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the the breakers are probably kicking themselves a little bit this morning because they, you know, the the two best players were out and they had an opportunity to go up to a while yeah. at home, but they can probably take a little bit of confidence in the fact that they've gone into Sydney you know, two or three times this year and yeah. uh, and won every game. So, well, game five um, yeah, could sure be in be Sydney, mate. That's that's a good omen for the for the breakers. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. You know, they, you know, they've been a re- as it's kind of the opposite of how it is. Most teams are mm. normally really good at home and struggle a little bit on the road. But you know, I I can't remember the exact records off the top of my head, but I think the breakers were eleven and three on the road this regular season and I think they might have been seven and seven on the road oh sorry at home um so yeah it's kind of a little bit opposite of how it normally is probably one good thing that came out of the last two years is they got used to being on the road all the time Mm. so um so yeah it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the series goes and um yeah it's been very entertaining so far I guess the silver lining is there's a chance that the breakers could um, put up the banner or have the confetti come down at uh, Spark Arena if they can knock them off on the road on Friday and come back on Sunday. It'd be pretty special. Look, the old adage in the NBA, Alex, is that the, the obviously playoffs and finals basketball, the tempo and the pace slows down and it becomes a bit more of a slugfest and you have to you have to have people that can score and you have to be able to throw someone a ball to be able to go get you a bucket when you need it and the game slows down. Is that the same in the NBL? And and what are and should be those go-to parts of the game for the breakers when it does slow down and it gets messy like it did yesterday? Where should they be looking to get points from? Yeah, it is is kind of the same. You know, when, you know, the level of scouting and how much you prepare – in the playoffs compared to the regular season, just the detail, um, it goes up several levels. Hmm. Um, And, you know, sometimes, you know, everyone knows what plays they're going to run. You know, they can throw a few little wrinkles and stuff in there. But um, I think... You know, sometimes, especially late in the fourth quarter, we've even though the breakers didn't win yesterday, you know, we saw it in the fourth quarter again. Um, sometimes you just need a guy who you can just give the ball to and say, "Go get us a bucket." They have that with Barry Brown, um, who's proven to be one of the one of the best fourth quarter performers throughout the entire year. But yeah, it's kind of it comes down to you know the you know yesterday they. Sydney generated a lot of points through their defence. You know, Justin Simon got a lot. I think he had four or five steals in the third quarter alone. And they were all, um, you know, they weren't 
to like they weren't travels or you know something like that where you have to take the ball out on the side you know they were live ball mm. turnovers where they were getting it and running the other way and getting dunked so you know generate generating as many kind of cheap points like that um you know when everyone's so locked into the scout and the individual tendencies um you know just making those effort plays goes a long way to winning games as well very, very well said, Alex. Hey, we'll let you crack on with your day, mate. Really appreciate you joining us, and hopefully the Breakers can um, forge on in this uh, final series and, and get a win on Friday night. It's going to be a, a hell of a return return game at, at Spark on Sunday. So we can't wait, mate. Thanks for your time. Cheers. No worries.